All right. Um, so yeah, so, you know, I, as I was preparing my message, uh, this, you know, kind of the today and in the last little while, I was, you know, kind of feeling bad that, you know, really, if you come to our church, somehow laced or, and weaved into every message is the message of faith. Um, but this last week, we got the opportunity to watch the Southwest Believers Convention, and Kenneth Copeland started off the convention. It was his 50th year in ministry, and he started off the convention by preaching from the same scripture that he preached his first message from, okay? And so I feel like a couple of weeks isn't that bad. You guys don't have it, you don't got it that bad, right? Um, and so, you know, we've been talking a lot, uh, the, the, you know, or the, our desire is to talk over this month really about honor and you could see it up there, and uh, you know, honor is such an amazing topic, and I thought that my dad did such a great job of explaining to us last week just a very foundational understanding of what it looks like to honor people and the people that we want to honor. Um, so really, uh, I would encourage you that if you didn't get a chance to listen to that, it was an amazing thing that you should listen to because it helps us to understand how to access certain graces from certain people and also how to not honor certain people that we don't necessarily want to look like, right? Um, and so, you know, really what the Lord, I believe, this morning wants to talk to us about is, is we're going to use the, 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 uh, the parable of the lost coin. Uh, actually, the way that I got this message was a couple, uh, you know, a little while ago, I don't necessarily remember how long it was, um, I was walking down my street and uh, I was walking past somebody's driveway and I saw a little washer on their driveway and the washer was gleaming at me. And I was like, and I, you know, how some things catch your eye, you know, I, I want to encourage you. If you notice things throughout your day that are catching your eye, one of the things that I always do is I ask Holy Spirit, what are you trying to say? You know, a lot of the times the best way to learn how to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit is to be interacting with him around things that he wants to interact with us about, right? And so I saw this little washer on there and I'm like, okay, Holy Spirit, what does this mean? You know, I'm thinking like, maybe we want to reflect Jesus and all those things are good. And he were, began to speak to me about this parable of the lost coin. And as we were, I was talking to him over the last couple of days in preparation for teaching this message one of the things that the Lord spoke to me about was that honor is the, is the birthplace of faith. And how a lot of the times what people do, and the reason why people, um, you know, they fall away from faith or, what, or, or however you would say that, you know, they start along this faith journey and, you know, they fall off or they get discouraged or whatnot. One of the things that the Lord spoke to me about was that there's such a difference between someone who goes along this faith journey because they desire to honor the Lord versus somebody who, who wants to go along the faith journey because they want to better their life. Okay, when I'm going along the faith journey and I'm doing it to better my life, when my life gets worse, it's pretty easy for me to come off the journey, right? Uh, you know, you, you know what I'm saying? Any, 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 just me up here, I guess. Okay, but this is, but what the Lord began to speak to me about is that developing faith is not something that we just do. Yes, it's going to make your life better, but the reason that we develop faith. It's because faith honors the Lord. I said, faith honors the Lord, right? I mean, when the scripture says that when God comes back, he is looking for a people who have faith, okay? Faith is the thing that God is, it is, the, it is our way of honoring the Lord. And, and let me take it one step further than that. And the Lord began to challenge me with this. He said, did you know, Alex, that it honors me when you're rich? 
Nobody want any money in here? I mean, hey, that's That it honors the Lord when my body is in health. It honors the Lord when I don't live in strife. Let me tell you something. What honors the Lord is not just that we would read our Bible, although that's great. What honors the Lord is we become the people who look like the word. That I allow the word to transform me on the inside. And that is the thing that honors the Lord. Okay? Sometimes what can happen to us is we can, some people can get a little bit, you know, we can get religious about things. And we feel like, you know, yes, like I read my scriptures and, you know, that's honoring to the Lord. And I spend my time with the Lord and this is how I'm, and yes, those things are good. Don't get me wrong. But what honors the Lord is that when we allow his word to be the, the place of authority in our life. When I allow his word to, to go so far beyond my situations. When I allow the word, you know, what, like my dad says, when I want to spit into somebody's, in someone's face and I choose not to. That I allow the word to transform me on the inside. That's the thing that honors the Lord. And so, you know, I, I really felt that so strongly this morning or, or this, this evening was that, you know, prayer and, and, and the word of God, they are heaven's aids to me. We have to remember that, that sometimes we could make, you know, the word is amazing and it's holy and it's wonderful, but the power that the word has is when the word becomes alive on the inside of me. You understand what I'm saying? Like, we have to separate ourselves away from the religious attitudes that would try to make us feel like, or, 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 or sometimes the enemy can lie to us and make us feel like, you know, well, you already read your Bible today, and so you're good. You know, you already did your stuff, and so you're good. Like, you know, it's okay that you go spend eight hours and, you know, scroll through social media all day. Because, you know, you spent your five minutes and read the Word, and that's good, right? And, I mean, it's better than not reading. But I tell you something, what honors the Lord and what brings transformation in our lives is that I allow the word to change me from the inside out. That I allow the principles of God to transform my heart. That when I see something in my heart or in myself or in my actions or my thoughts or my emotions that doesn't line up with the word, what honors the Lord is that I allow myself to be changed into the image of the person that the word says that I can be. Amen? Because the word is designed to do uh, three things, right? Tell me who I am. Tell me who God is. And tell me what is mine. Right? That's what the word is all about. And we honor the Lord by answering those questions in our hearts. Okay? So we're going to use, like I said, um, in my last 16 minutes. It was all these people, right? They're taking their prophetic liberties up here. It's stealing all my time. Okay? I'm like, in my next 60, I actually put 40 minutes on the clock because I'm thinking, yes, I'm going to take my time. Um, but we're going to use the, the, uh, this evening the parable of the lost coin. And I believe that the Lord has some amazing keys for us in this to help us to understand what does it look like to really honor the word. And we could say the word, but let's also say, what does it look like to honor faith? Right? What does it look like to, to allow the concept of faith and the principle of faith and the desire of, uh, for faith to be a thing in my life that I honor, that I highly esteem? Right? And so in Luke chapter 15, verse 8, we have this crazy short parable. Um, and this is what it says. It says, um, Or what woman, having ten coins, if she loses one coin, does not light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it? 
And when she has found it, she rejoices. She, when she has found it, she calls her friends and to her neighbors together, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found a peace which I have lost. Right? And like Jesus is like, That's all, everybody. Thank you and good night. Right? <laughs> I mean, Jesus was gutsy, right? Um, but so we're going we're gonna to take a look at this parable because I believe that the attitude that she has towards this coin, if we can adopt it into our lifestyle, I believe that using this simple, literally two-sentence parable can radically transform the way that I understand what does it look like to honor the Lord, to honor his word, and to honor faith. Um, and so let me say this. You may not have lost anything, so you might feel like, well, you know, I haven't lost. I haven't lost a coin in the last little while, and so I guess I can't relate to this, Okay. I want to tell you, it may be not that you have lost something, but what the Lord was speaking to me about is that what, what a lot of the times what can happen to us is that the word illuminates things to me that I can have, and I don't have them. So just like that woman saw that she could have 10 coins, but she only had nine, this is the process that she went through to get that thing. So maybe in your physical body, you're looking at it saying, well, I know that healing is my 10th coin, and so I want to go after it. Or you're saying finances is that 10th coin for me, or a relationship is that 10th coin for me. I'm telling you, this is a very, very amazing example for us to understand how to go after it, okay? And so one of the things that I have written down here is, is that sometimes when we're reading the scriptures, one of the things that's super important is, yes, we obviously observe what is said, however, uh, we sometimes have to look at what's not said, okay? And so I did that as I'm preparing this. You know, I'm putting, trying to put myself inside of this scenario if I'm this woman who's lost a coin. And uh, one of the things that I realized, number one, was that obviously she valued the coin, okay? Bec uh, is that not true? Like she valued the coin enough to go through this whole process now of searching for the coin, Okay, this is the, the, the number one thing that we have to understand about what it looks like to go after faith or to go after understanding the word of God is that we have to value it enough to the place where I'm willing to put everything else to the side and go after this one thing. Can I get an amen? So often what happens to us and what happens to people is that we get, we, you know, I realize I've lost my coin, but it's like I realize, you know, I got nine other coins, and so, you know, what's one coin? It's no big deal, right? <laughs> you know, it's like a burn of the hand is worth two in the bush, right? You know what I'm saying? It's like count your blessings, okay? But I'm telling you something, those things are amazing, okay? But what the Lord wants us to understand this morning is that as we honor the word and as we honor faith, that there is no limit to the fullness of what we can experience in Christ, okay? And so the first thing that we have to do, the very baseline understanding, is that I have to value or give honor to developing faith in my life, okay? Because this, this was the parable of the lost gum wrapper, okay? We wouldn't be reading the same story because she wouldn't value the gum wrapper like she values the coin. Okay, if we don't value the word in our life, it will be extremely challenging for us to ever develop faith. Okay, so value is our baseline understanding because I will only sacrifice for things that I value. If I value social media or television or those things more than I value the word, it will be very challenging for me to turn off the television and open up my Bible, okay? 
no condemnation here because trust me, we're all in this point at different seasons of our life. But what we have to understand is that I have to intentionally force myself sometimes to put value into places that I want to value. Okay? I don't, like Smith Wigglesworth used to say, I don't ask myself how I feel. I tell myself. Okay? Sometimes we have to tell ourselves this is actually what I value. And the more that I tell myself that, the more that it changes on the inside of me. Okay? So people don't start to believe a lot of the times until they're in trouble, right? I don't start to value divine healing until I get the doctor's report that I have cancer, okay? But a lot of the time, unfortunately, for, you know, I hate to say this, but a lot of the time it's too late for a lot of people. Unnecessarily difficult, thank you. That's a way more positive way of saying that, okay? Because the pressure that we experience is real, and sometimes that pressure just makes developing faith a little bit too challenging, okay? But it's better for us to honor the word in our life and live a lifestyle of, of, of going after new, new realms of revelation and understanding in the word, okay? That's a better way to live. It's better to grab a hold of divine healing before you're ever sick. It's better to understand divine prosperity before you're ever at the place where you have to pay a bill that you don't have enough money to pay for, okay? If you are there, no big deal. It's still possible. But my challenge to us always is, you know, as we value the word, it keeps us in a cycle of growth, okay? Okay. That's right. It's hard to put a tent up in a storm. Very good. Okay. So that's the number one thing that we understand from this that's not necessarily spoken um, but it's implied, okay? Uh, the second thing that is implied in this, right, is that we, we must want to find the coin, okay? We must want to find the coin, okay? Gloria Copeland says it like this. Okay, I actually have this. Wanting to be free is different than I should want to be free right? You know, I'm going to the gym is different than I should go to the gym, right? You know what I'm saying, okay? It's the same thing, and in, in, as we're developing faith, as we're learning to honor the word, knowing that I should do it is a lot different than actually sitting down and doing it, okay? We have to want to find the coin. We want, have to want to find the breakthrough in our life. Gloria Copeland says it like this. More, most people, not us in Jesus' name, but most people would rather die than do what it takes in order to get healed. Okay? Say not me. Right? That's not us. Okay? But this is the reality is that we have to understand that we have to, and I'll tell you something. I can't remember who it was. I heard a teaching at some point in my life where if you don't want something, you know, like you ask the Lord, Lord, make me want it, right? I mean, that's a reality. Lord, make me want to want the word, you know, make me want to eat healthy, make me want to, okay? These are the things that we, uh, th but this is the baseline understanding for us in order to understand how to get free, okay? Um, she doesn't blame others, other people for losing the coin, right? She doesn't do any of those things. What? She accepts. It's my coin, if I want to find it, I got to find it, okay? Nobody can change our life except for us, okay? 
And the third thing that we notice that she doesn't do that's implied to us is she doesn't flip out, right? It doesn't say that she lost a coin and she spent six days locked in her bedroom crying herself to sleep every night, okay? That's not what it says. What, we understand that she doesn't flip out, okay? And what is it that kept her from her breakdown is that there was an understanding. Get this, write this down. There must be an understanding that the coin can be found, there must be an understanding that says, I can be free. I can be healthy. I can be prosperous. What keeps us from ex exploding on the inside with negativity is a baseline understanding that I know that I can have everything that God says that I can have. Maybe it didn't happen six months ago or five years ago, but as I step into a situation today, I totally expect that I can be free. I can be free, okay? She knew that she could find the coin, and because of that, she doesn't flip out, but she gets busy doing what she knows to do. She knew what to do. We know what to do to be free. And what keeps us from the roller coaster is that I step into a situation and I'm able to say, I know, I know that I can be free. I know it. I know I can be free. Okay? We need sometimes to have faith in faith for situations. Sometimes I have to believe that I can believe to be free. Okay? And, and let me tell you something. If that's where you're starting, there is no condemnation in that. Everybody starts there. I mean, I bet you that if we could be totally honest right now and sit down, sometimes you could get even the most, you know, high up faith preacher. And there's sometimes, I'm sure, when they're going through the middle of a situation and it's something crazy is happening and they're thinking to themselves, am I nuts? Like, is this actually real? Okay, like this, and that's the reality. And what happens? We bring ourselves back to saying, no, wait a minute. I believe that I can believe to change my situations. Okay, I believe that. That is the foundation that I stand on, that I believe that I can believe, and my believing will make me free. Okay? Freakouts are simply caused because we're afraid that it's going to be like this forever. If she thought that maybe she'd never find her coin again, that would be, that's where the emotion comes from. It's gone forever. Right? That's what it is for us. It's the fear in our life that it's going to be this way forever. It's never going to change. I can never get back to that. I can never have that. Instead, what is it? We look at situations, and I step into every situation, and my first declaration is, I can be free. I can be free from this situation. Okay? So, what is it saying to us? Don't give up. Don't beat yourself up. Just keep searching. Okay? So that's it. That's not done. That's the intro. <laughs> My bad, right? Okay. So how does she find the coin? Okay. The coin is our symbolism of breakthrough. Okay. So I'm going to use breakthrough, freedom, all those things interchangeably just so that you understand how we're going this. So what does she do in order to find the coin? It's very, very simple, um, but there's some great revelation in this. Okay. So the very first thing that she does when she, I'll, I'll read the parable again, that way we all know where we are. Okay, it says this, Luke 15, verse 8. What woman, having ten coins, if she loses one, does not light a lamp, sweep, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it? 
And when she has found it, she calls her friends and neighbors together, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the peace which I have lost. So the very first thing that she does is she gets the light. Okay? I'd say write this down, but you have the study notes. So write it over top of the study notes. Okay? Circle it. That's right. Underline it. Highlight it. Okay? She gets the light. Okay? I think it's so amazing how the Lord is talking about the light so much lately. Okay? Sunday service. We got the light everywhere. Why? Because the Lord is identifying to us what? Maybe there's like a special anointing that we carry to get the light. I prophesy that over each and every one of you and myself included. That we have, we have been given a supernatural grace in order to receive the light. Amen. Okay, so the first thing she does is she gets, she goes and she finds the light. Why? Because she knows that she can't find the coin in the dark. You can't find your breakthrough in the dark. Sensual wisdom, knowledge, natural thinking cannot find you your supernatural breakthrough. Okay? The first thing you need to do in order to get your breakthrough is discover the light for that situation. Okay? What is the light? The light is the truth. It's the truth. What does the Lord have to say about this situation? Okay? Natural wisdom and reasoning won't get us free. Emotions and thoughts will lie to us continually. Okay? But one thing, like the scripture says, that will always remain is the word. The word in our life is always going to be the truth. It will always tell you exactly what you need to do in order to get through any situation that you're going through. Okay? There's never a time that you act on the word and the word will disappoint you. There's never a time that you do something, like my mom was saying earlier today, maybe you sowed a seed and you're wondering where that seed is. Don't be discouraged. What does it say? Faint not. Okay? You planted a seed. You don't know when it's coming up. You don't get to choose when it comes up. Okay? But the word is faithful. Whatever you sow, you're going, whenever you step out on the word, you can have confidence because the word will always go forth and accomplish everything that it was sent and designed to do. Every time you release a confession of healing over your body, it's going into your body and it's bringing healing. Maybe it's only 1% of your healing. That's fine. The word is going forth and it's, maybe you're releasing a declaration over your finances or you sowed a seed. You know, you got $5 in your bank account and you sow that $5 and you wake up the next morning and like the tooth fairy, it's not under your pillow, okay? That's okay. Why? Because the word will always do exactly what it was designed to do, okay? I can't stress this enough because this is the main area where the enemy tries to lie to us to make us doubt what the word says to us. You, you, you feel like the Lord is asking you to give a certain amount of money in the offering. You walk out the doors and the first thing the enemy is going to lie to you and say, that money's gone. Way to go, you big loser. You just gave the rent payment away in the, th- in the offering. Okay, you know, that was it. You just, okay. No, 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 wait a minute. Okay, what do I, I stop myself. Okay, and what do I do? I find the light. I find the light. What, is the, what does the word say? Day and night, summer, winter, seed time and harvest. 
And I'm confident in that. And that keeps me grounded on the word, okay? What does Jesus say about my situation? So when I'm going into a situation like this woman did when I lo- she loses her coin, when I realize maybe there's something that I have lost, maybe there's something that I see in the word that I desire, the very first thing that I'm going to do is I'm going to find out what does the word say about the situation, okay? I can't even start to search or discover even how to find this thing until what? I have the light in order to be able to shine, okay? Number two, so number one, she gets the light. Number two, she sweeps the house, okay? What's she doing when she's sweeping the house? She's getting rid of the clutter, okay? Turn to your neighbor and say, get rid of the clutter, okay? She has to get rid of the clutter. What is, what is the clutter in our, what is the clutter in this scenario? It's anything, catch this, clutter is anything that will hinder the light from shining in places of darkness, okay? I have to get rid of the clutter. Why? Because like this woman who's searching for the coin, what she doesn't want, you know, what good would it be to her if she just like, you know, clears out the center of the room and pushes all the junk to around all the edges and takes a flashlight and turns around in a circle and is like, well, I guess it's gone. Okay. Sometimes I think that's what we do, right? We're like, we're like, I sow a seed and I'm like, well, it's not there. Oh, I lost all my money, right? Okay. But this is the thing, what she removes the clutter, why? Because her, she needs to be able to shine the light into every area. Just like us, I need to be able to shine the light in every area of my thinking, of my believing, of what's going on in the inside of me, because I need the light to examine what's going on in me so that I can discover what's stopping me from being able to find that coin, okay? So how do I clear, okay, so what is the clutter? In our life, clutter is negative thoughts and emotions that are based off of situations, okay? Clutter in our life is things that distract our mind from what the word says about our situation, okay? You go into a situation and you want to respond negatively. That's clutter. It's clutter. I go to my bank account and I open up my app. That's clutter. When I hear the words that the doctor has to say to me and it makes me feel afraid, that's clutter. Things that block the word from being the reality in my life. Okay? So how do I clear the clutter in my life? I control my thoughts and my emotions. Anything in my life that hinders me from being able to believe the truth. Your self will believe whatever you honor. If I honor fear, fear will rule in my life. If I honor the doctor more than I honor the word, my body will do what the doctor says. If I honor the app that tells me how much money I have more than I honor the word, this is going to be my reality and my life is going to continue to go down this road. Okay? So what do I do? I clear the clutter. Why? So the light can expose the darkness. The light can find the answer that I'm looking for. So what do I do? I remove anything that keeps the light from shining on my situation. So what does that look like? Friends. I say this to people all the time. There is no person in your life that is worth the promise that God has for you. 
Okay, like, can I, can I say that again? This is radical, okay? But this is a reality. It's like that thing. You show me your five closest friends, and I'll show you where you're going to be in the future, okay? There is no person in your life, okay, if it's your spouse, sorry about that. Strike that from the spouse thing. You're with them. That's it. So don't go home and be like, Pastor Alex told me that we could get a divorce. Okay, that's not what he's saying, okay? But there's no person that's worth your destiny, okay? It looks like television. Television gives us a lot of clutter. Social media, clutter. What things that try to exalt themselves above information, emotions that try to elevate themselves above the truth of what the word says. And I'm done here. Number three, it says that she searches until it's found. Okay? In this, we see that time is not a factor. The length of time, it doesn't say that she searched for 15 minutes and thank God she found it in 15 minutes because once the 15 minutes was over, she was going to quit. No, it said what? She searched. She searched. It didn't matter how long it took her, she searched because she knew that the coin could be found. Sometimes we stop our faith journey too soon because we aren't convinced that our breakthrough can be found. We stop standing on the word because the emotions maybe get so strong, the thoughts get so intense that it forces me to abandon my journey. But what? When I honor the word above every other voice in my life, what happens is I realize it, it, doesn't, it doesn't make a difference. There's no voice, there's no thought, there's no feeling, there's no television show, there's no picture on Instagram that can change or steal where I'm going because this is so much beyond me. This is so much beyond getting something that I want. What I live this lifestyle because I honor the Lord and I honor his word, okay? So Jesus in this is reminding us what? Simply not to quit. Don't quit. Because like the woman in this parable, we, we've been destined to find our breakthrough. You were destined to win. There is no situation in your life that has enough power that it can overcome you, but you've been given the name, what? That's above every name. You were destined, like Adam, to rule and take dominion on this earth. And that's all I'm going to say. So Heavenly Father, Lord, I just thank you, God, for these amazing things that you're doing in our life. God, that, you have, that you've designed living by the word to be effortless in our life that as we give you and give the word our attention, that it itself produces the fullness and the promise that we have been expecting. And so Heavenly Father, this morning we do that. We, we honor, we give honor to your word. Just say that, just say, I love my Bible. Just say, I want to read my Bible. Say, I love to meditate. Say that again. I need to say that again. I love to meditate. One more time. I love to meditate. I love spending time with the Lord. Father, we, we thank you 
Lord, that even that, we have the right to choose what we want to want. We are not subject to our desires, but we are master and Lord over them. Lord, I'm asking this evening that you would release to us, Lord, even this, our whole Victory family, Lord, for people who are maybe online, people who couldn't be here tonight, but Lord, we're asking God, as you have prophetically declared to us that we are in the season of light, Lord, we receive all the grace that's necessary to thrive in this new season. And Father, where that means maybe we need to want to want the light, Lord, grace us to want the light. Maybe we have to, we want to want to read our, grace us to want those things. Lord, in ourselves, we know we can do nothing. But God, your grace, you said, is sufficient for us in every situation. So we embrace the grace. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name.